We are so excited that you are joining us today. We here at Royal Priesthood Ministries are dedicated and committed to teaching, equipping, and training men and women in the principles of God. These principles will free them from their past hurts, pains, frustrations, and confusions, helping them find love, help, forgiveness, peace, divine direction, and encouragement. Our senior pastor, Harold W. Britton Sr. and co-pastor Sherry Britton have answered the call that God placed on their lives. Let's hear what the Lord is saying through His vessels today. Act like you love Him then. Act like you love Him. Hallelujah! Woo! Hallelujah! It's not that God is deaf, but He said, lift your voice and praise me. I want to know that you're excited about it. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, I um, just give honor to God, to his son, Jesus, and to uh, Pastor Harold W. Britton Sr., um, and to Pastor uh, Beverly, co um, Assistant Pastor Beverly, and to all of the other ministers and people that are here tonight. It is such a privilege and an honor I am co-pastor Sherry Britton from the Royal Priesthood Ministries, 2518 Delaware, on the east side, where ministry is truly alive. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just go in prayer. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to be, as pastor said, expectant. <laughs> expecting miracle signs and wonder. Expecting your miracle. March is the month for miracles. Amen. Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. It is a privilege to worship you. It is a privilege to honor you. It is a privilege to pray. It is a privilege to come to church. It is a privilege to love on you. It is a privilege to give you glory and honor. Father God, we say thank you, thank you, thank you for being a loving, kind Father God. And thank you, Jesus, our big brother, King Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for us. Oh, God, so that we can come and learn about you. And so we can apply it to our lives and live a life of excitement, a life of joy, a life of peace. Oh, a life of victory. And, Father, as we go, Lord God, into our lesson tonight, hallelujah, we're just going to continue to just thank you and praise you that we are people who will allow our light to shine. Hallelujah. Not just saying and singing this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. But, Father God, the love, it just oozes out of us. Every time we come, people were excited to see us, not shrinking black like, oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're teaching us how to let our light shine. Before men, everywhere we go, before women. Lord, our light, our light shine when people do us wrong. Let our light shine, Father God, when they're saying things that we don't like. Lord, let our light shine when you say, nope, you can't go. You got to stay here and endure. Let our light shine because we love you and we're staying focused on you. And we are birthing forth the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, meekness, faith, temperance, self-control, long-suffering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We'll get our mind off of us. And we'll put our mind on you. So that when we go through, we can go through with joy. And they're like, how can you be so happy? Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That you are endowing us with your presence. You're endowing us with your presence. You're endowing us, Lord God, and downloading your mind, your heart, your vision, your hearing, your perception. And the Lord God, I thank you. Everywhere we go, we take the atmosphere of heaven so people can see the light shining and change from their wicked ways to live righteous in Jesus' name. And everybody agree and say, amen. Come on and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Most folks live their life with their mind on them instead of, what? Jesus. 
And that's why they always talking about what somebody did instead of talking about what Jesus did. Amen. Our salvation is not predicated on what somebody did to me, but what Jesus did for me. So I cannot let the devil and people distract me. Amen. Because you'll be walking around with wounds and you'll go around wounding other folks. Like they say, wounded people wound other people. Amen. But we're going to have an awesome, awesome lesson tonight. And it's called Let Your Light Shine. Can everybody say, Let Your Light Shine? Amen. And we're taking it from Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Amen. In the New King James Version, it says, But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Ask your neighbor, now, do you have this type of fruit? If your neighbor, hallelujah, was to talk about you, would they be able to say that you have this type of fruit? I'm talking about your spiritual neighbor, your natural neighbor, your family neighbors. Would they say that you have this kind of fruit, the fruit of the spirit? They can see it every time you come. They just know you bubbling up, bubbling up with love, bubbling and trusting God to take care of your situation, my situation, and everybody else's situation. That's letting your light shine. I, amen. Sometimes we be done, we, we be done turned the light off the way we be looking. Ooh, we like, okay, what did <laughs> you look like? Jesus did something to you instead of for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is why we have to walk in the spirit. Cause sometimes we think we smiling and being kind and nice and all of that. And hallelujah. Sometimes we be done cut the light off. Amen. I remember it's many years ago. I thought I was still smiling and everything. And the Lord said, you know, you haven't been smiling much lately. I said, I haven't. I thought I had been. He's like, mm -mm. you are just too distracted by this and that. And it's taking your joy. It's drawing your joy. So the light that you normally, hey, that bubbly, where is it at? Where is it at? Ask your neighbor, where's that bubbly light at? That bubbly love at? That bubbly peace? That bubbly joy? That bubbly faithfulness? That bubbly gentleness? That bubbly self-control? Amen. It don't have, you, we don't have to be going around like, woe is me. We be like, <laughs> make me think, what kind of Christian are you? And I'm not saying sadness doesn't come. It comes to all of us sometimes. But the thing is, we shouldn't stay there and we shouldn't wear it on our sleeves. Amen. Go get fixed up and come back out happy. Amen. There were times when I was attacked severely. <laughs> I went to the bathroom to cry and get it out. And then I came back. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm going to kick that devil's butt. You need a tutu. Amen. Quit letting him kick yours. But in our story tonight, it says the next two spiritual fruit. In our study, kindness and goodness, can you tell your neighbor, kindness and goodness? Do you operate out of it? Amen. Kindness and goodness. Some of the most delightful fruits of the spirit. Amen. They're so closely connected. They're best understood when examined together. Kindness and goodness can you have one without the other hallelujah that's where you see nice nasty people at they act nice but then they turn nasty on you amen but they they forgot that these other two power twins pastor beverly talked about the two power twins last week amen hallelujah and uh so therefore we got to put all the fruits of the spirit together, not just some of them, but put all the fruits of the spirit together. Amen. Got to have that patience and <laughs> kindness and love and goodness. All of that. Amen. Yes. 
Um, it says most Bible scholars agree they're independent and one follow the other. But there's some debate about which comes first. Some commentaries say that since kindness gets first mentioned in Galatians 5.22, comes first in our experience and goodness follows. Others say the opposite. The goodness comes first and produces kindness. Amen. If you just operate them, they'll both be there. How about that? <laughs> Personally, after meditating on the scriptures and pondering both perspectives, I agree with the latter. And this is Gloria Copeland talking. I believe goodness is the foundation for kindness because the Bible describes goodness as a state of being. It says that God is good. Goodness isn't just something he has. It is who he is. Are you goodness? Do people look at you and say, you know, you're mighty good. You are so good. I mean, goodness just oozes out of you. It says that God is good. Goodness isn't just something, but it's who he is. Since we're recreated in his image, goodness is who we are. What? Too. Are you goodness? Amen. I get up trying to see who I can help today, love today. Strengthen today, encourage today, say a nice, kind word today, give a hug if I feel that they're, you know, wanting a hug. You know what I'm saying? And so we should get up with Jesus on our mind, not us on our mind, and what still thinking about what they did yesterday. I'm not doing that. That's idol worship. That is worship to the devil. We yield our mind and our heart and our, all our body. But then if we go to Romans, Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you what? Present your body. What? As a living sacrifice. How? Holy and acceptable. That's not, not your acceptable. That's not my acceptable. But it's God's acceptable. So that means I have to yield my mind, my brain. I have to yield my eyes. I have to yield my body to him so I can give him an acceptable praise, a sacrifice of my body. And I give it and I yield it. I yield it to the fruits of the spirit so that I can show somebody how much God loves them and love me and love us. And sometimes, you know, some people don't feel loved. And this is why we have to show them and let them know that they are loved. Amen. W.E. Vine said the kindness signifies not merely goodness as equal, e equality. Rather, it is goodness in action. Goodness expressing itself in deed, in grace, in tenderness and compassion. Can people see this? type of love coming out of you or do you come down and you be frowning and people can't tell if you're happy if you're a christian or not look them fruits on the inside should shine on the outside if it don't something wrong with your fruit on the inside let's get some good fruit maybe it done rotten and rotten fruit ooh, it's nasty right yes we don't want our fruit to be rotten when people come to our trees and we looking, the Bible said we trees of righteousness. So if I'm an upright tree, I should be smiling. I'm going to say for the most part. And like I said, if you have some challenges, don't stay that way. We all have challenges. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray. Sometimes I have to stop and pray and break the power of the devil off of me. And then I loose those and let them fruit start developing back on my tree so I can go back out and people can eat from my tree of righteousness. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, God's goodness within us 
is what causes us to be kind. I'm going to say that again. God's goodness on the inside of me, in the inside of you, causes you to be kind. Amen. It produces kindness as it results. Amen. I realize, Gloria's talking about, I realize I've said this about all the fruits of the Spirit, but it's just as true in this case. People are in desperate need of kindness in our world today. I mean, with all the bad news, and I would be, ooh, I don't know how people make it without God in their lives, but the devil keep blinding them and make them be mad. Now I don't want to hear nothing about God. Ooh-wee. And if they only knew, if they quit being so angry, quit being so mad, and going by maybe some of the Christians you've seen that were not showing the right type of fruit. Everybody is not that way. You may have ran into a couple uh, Christians that were not shining the fruit of Jesus. Amen. And maybe they was having a challenging day. But come on, don't give up on Jesus because you saw a couple folks acting up. Amen. And just throw Jesus and everybody off with the bath water. No, no in Jesus name. And I break the power of the spiritual blindness and in, in the name of Jesus that has blinded the minds of the people, blinded their vision, their spiritual vision to see here, perceive how great and how good he is and how kind he is so that they can start experiencing some real joy in their lives. Amen. And Gloria says, I remember a time when people would never say the kind of ugly things that were now routinely said, even on the media. I mean, sometimes I have to turn my channel because it'd be some crazy stuff on there. I mean, all kind of demonic stuff, all kind of nasty words, uh, men kissing men, women kissing, all crazy junk. You don't want to see that stuff. You don't want that stuff in your, in your spirit. Amen. You don't want that in there. And people want to know why. Hallelujah. Sometime when we come to pray, it take them almost uh, an hour to get in. And by that time, it's almost over with. And I know one time the Lord had us praying two hours. Every Wednesday, we pray two hours instead of one hour for years. Because the Lord told me, he said, you know, by the time they get that mess out of their mind, and out of their heart, they start just start feeling a little bit of the Holy Spirit. And then prayer is over. He says, so you need two hours so they can do you some good. Amen. And I remember one time there was a, a, a person, they were saying, we don't need all that prayer. I told them, well, God is running the church, not you. So we're going to let him run it. Amen. We're going to keep letting him run it. Amen. And then when he said, cut down one hour then we cut one of the two hours we went back down to one amen but the way things going in this 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 world we need to seem like at another hour amen hallelujah so the people can really really experience the fruit of the spirit amen um and then it also says uh these days however such vile talk is commonplace and widely accepted on social media harsh and slanderous words are slung in every direction verbal war rage even ordinary people who are just living their lives and doing the best they know how to do and criticize and ridicule cool in very public ways clearly now more than ever, this world needs the softening influence of Christians, what Christians have to offer. People need, to, need for us to put the goodness of God that's within us in action. Amen. And let us pre all press in more and put that goodness in action, and especially the people who got some nasty attitudes. They need for us to be kind. What exactly does it mean to be kind? In my studies 
uh, Gloria said, I found a number of definitions. Listen to this. In Young's analytical concordance, um, it says the meaning defines one of the meaning of kind as useful or beneficial. Being kind, that you'll be useful to someone or be beneficial. Being kind, what can I be? I can be useful and beneficial by saying nice words. Maybe you had a bad day. And I can say in the name of Jesus, I declare you're going to have a day of joy now, a day of peace now, you know, and just praying for someone. Amen. I uh, prayed for um, someone last week and they were saying, oh, thank you. I really needed that. And even last night, sometimes we need to just call somebody. Who can I call and encourage today? Who can I pray for today? Amen. Yes. And then um, an, um, West defines is a quality that should pervade and penetrate the whole nature, mellowing in it all that is harsh and austere. And the thing is, words can penetrate your heart. Amen. Good or bad. We want them to be good, kind, words of kindness. Words of goodness. Amen. I know, I remember one time things that I would say would be true, but how I said it, it was harsh. It was wrong. We got to learn from that. Amen. If you can't say it in a loving way where people can accept it and eat it, it's like feeding a baby. You ever fed a baby? You put it in their mouth, they spit it right back out. Because... Our words are meant for people to be able to eat and to grow and to benefit them. If it's not benefit them, don't just say it because I had to say this. No. If it wasn't beneficial, you don't need to say that. And if you don't know how to need to, if you don't know how to say it right, you don't need to say it. Well, that's the way my mom, I must a whole lot of things my mama did. I don't do it like she do it. Because it's not the way we need to do things. Sometimes that's all they knew back then. But we're learning what the Bible says with love and what? Kindness. Have I did what? Drawn thee. You want to draw folks? You're going to draw them with love and kindness. Not with harshness. Not with meanness. Not because you should. Well, it's right. Don't nobody want to hear that? They want you to give them some nice advice with some love. Put that sugar on it and put a smile with it. Amen. Not always our face all frowned up. I have to check myself so I don't wreck myself. Amen. Hallelujah. You know how I can be with our children. Woo-wee. I had to catch myself last week. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary says kindness is the state quality or habit of being kind. Sympathetic. Are you sympathetic or did you just want to dig in people's skin? And just, hmm, they, 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 they need that because that, 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 that's what make them straighten up. No, it ain't. Mm-mm. Look and see what they're doing. Is they straightening up? No, but stop it. Amen. And that's for me and anybody else. Amen. So we must be sympathetic, friendly, gentle, tender-hearted. And, and you know what I find sometimes the Lord be dealing with me? He said, you trying to do it instead of let me do the work in them. I said, really? <laughs> so when we say things to people, we wanted to do them some good. If it's not doing any good, don't say it. Don't do it. Because it should penetrate and it should be sympathetic. It should be friendly. We should be gentle and tenderhearted, generous. Think about how would you want somebody to say something to you? How would you want them to say it? Just slap you all upside the head with some words? Or would you like them to come tenderhearted, generous, affectionate, well uh, dispositioned, and courteous? Or you want them to come slapping you all upside, and all upside the head and being disrespectful with their words just because? Some people do that because they're in authority or... Um, 
They think they have the right to say whatever they want to you. They don't. We belong to God, and we've got to be careful how we talk to people. Amen? Yes. In Sparkling Gems from the Greek, Rick Renner says, kindness is goodness in action. Kindness is goodness in action. Kindness is goodness in action. Amen. Hallelujah. Kindness is goodness in action. I like that. Kindness is goodness in action. Sweetness of disposition. Amen. Benevolence. Kindness. Amen. A family. The word describes the ability to act for the welfare of those taxing your patience. Folks will tax your patience. How many of you know? Hallelujah. Some of our children is sometimes be one of them that really can tax your patience. <laughs> but that's where God is teaching us more and more and more how to do what? Be loving and kind, goodness and kindness. But the thing is, don't you? We still don't let them run over us. Cause how many of you know our children can and will if you let them? Yes. Uh, the Holy Spirit moves abrasive. Uh, the The Holy Spirit moves abrasive qualities from our character of one under. His control. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit removes abrasive qualities. Some of us can have abrasive qualities that our words come and they just cut folks. Cut folks all up. Amen. Don't nobody want to be cut up? You don't want to be cut up. I don't want to be cut up. But the Holy Spirit comes to remove that abrasive quality to cut somebody up. Tell somebody off in a nice way. You know, uh, and he removes those qualities from our character of one uh, when we're under his control. But some folks, they go in and out. Sometimes they let the Holy Spirit control them. Other, other, the Lord, Holy, hold up, Holy Spirit. I'm going to do this one because I, I need to take care of them. I need to say something to them. And then... We done stop trusting God to work a work in that person. Now we trying to play Holy Ghost Jr. Mm. Donald Gee equates kindness with gentleness, but says it must never be confused with mere weakness. I'm going to say that again, because sometimes when you do be kind, people do take you, take it, take you for weakness. But uh, you know what? Like I tell people, I'm nice. <laughs> I'm kind. But I ain't stupid. So if a person take me there, I've got bold enough to tell them, okay, babe, we got to back up off of that. Okay? Because I'll do this and this, but I'm not doing that. You cannot let people control you. You cannot let people run over you. Amen. In, outside of your church, your family, your work, wherever you are. And these are some of the qualities that the Holy Spirit will help us with. He will help us. And some folks just be mean all the time because they say, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Well, the thing is, is that means you're not trusting God. I've been there before. But then the Lord said, okay, well, what is you going to do then? Because if you ain't listening to me, what you doing? We can't be mean. And hold back from the Holy Spirit when he wants to work in us. We tie his hands. And he cannot do the work. And that's why you see a lot of undone Christians. Amen. Because they say they letting the Lord do it, the work. But no they ain't. They doing it themselves. So therefore we, can, we have to have a balance. And not allow people to confuse weakness. And for meekness and kindness. Amen. Hallelujah. Or gentleness. I'm going to say that again. Kindness with gentleness. Kindness with gentleness. 
Amen. Must never be confused with mere weakness. And we all have to learn how to overcome being weak. You know, because sometimes, you know, you go through that thing where you just can't hardly tell nobody no. Amen. And Jesus is saying, hey, look, it's me or them. Now, which one you going to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and the thing is, don't be afraid. Well, if I be too nice, then they going to try to run over. No, I'm going to still be nice. And then when you start acting crazy, I'm going to back you up off of me in a nice way. And I'm still going to be loving and saying, you know what? God don't want you being mean to me like that. So let us, if we're going to have a relationship, let's work this thing and let's pray and let the Lord help us with having a good heart and being kind and nice to each other. And don't you be trying to take me for granted. Amen. Do those definitions accurately describe your personality and how you read? You interact with others. They should because that's who you really are on the inside. Kindness. Goodness. Goodness. Kindness. We should be developing those fruits. Even when, especially when folks acting crazy. Especially when people got an attitude. Especially when people being mean. Amen. That's when we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to develop our fruits. Amen. We just want him just to put the fruit on us without going through nothing. It don't work that way. Amen. They should because that's who they are really on the inside. A partaker of God's goodness. You are kind. Are you a partaker? Ask your neighbor. Are you a partaker of God's goodness? Are you a partaker of God's kindness? Yes, I am. Amen. The people should all to see it and not you always on the defense every time somebody come because you think somebody going to do something to you. No, you do some fasting and praying and get that spirit off of you. Amen. Like I said, I'm going to still be nice and kind. But if you get crazy on me, I'm just going to be nice and kind and tell you back you right off. Say, okay, let's stop that right now. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of that spirit. It's got to go. And I speak, we're going to have peace. We're going to have love. And we're going to let the fruits of the spirit develop between us. Amen. And if they get mad and start acting crazy, let them go. Don't be trying to keep folks in your life you don't need to keep in your life. Sometimes God will let that stuff uh, break up just so that they can go on their way and you can go on yours. So God can do what he's trying to do in your life. Because sometimes uh, you sitting up there or I'm sitting up there, if we do, allowing somebody to stop the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, from developing the fruits of the spirit of kindness. Why ain't? Because I think they're going to run over me. Well, they might try to take my money. Well, they might try. Look, they might try to. But they ain't going to do it. In Jesus' name. Amen. There's a way you can carry yourself. You carry yourself in such a way, hallelujah, that when you need to check somebody, you can check them in what? Love. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. It says, you aren't like people in the world. Tell your neighbor, you're not like people in the world. And if you are, you shouldn't be. <laughs> they aren't born again. So they tend to be harsh. People tend to be harsh. So many have sharp edge personalities. I'm going to say that again. Some people have sharp edge personalities. Just cut y'all. Now, just nasty, sharp edge personalities because they don't have the spirit of God dwelling in them. So because they get ugly, you don't need to get ugly with them. You're like, hey, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I tell you, you keep on having prayer. They're going to leave you alone because they don't want no prayer. <laughs> and the ones that want to change, we'll want prayer. Amen. 
Praise God. Amen. Write down your, your questions because I can see some folks with some questions. So when we finish, uh, we're going to answer them press those questions. Amen. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Amen. But hallelujah. And I know all of us has experienced the sharp edge personality people. Amen. Um, hallelujah. Because, like I said, they don't have the spirit of God dwelling in them. That's why they act that way. They're worldly. Their inner man hasn't been remade with the light. And we're talking about let your light shine. Goodness and kindness let your light shine. Hatefulness, you just done shut your light down. Amen. Folks can't tell you say. Ephesians 4.18 in the NIV says they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to hardening of their hearts. When situations come in life and we all have some, some people know how to come to God and we all get hurt sometimes. But some people, they know how to come. The righteous know how to come to God, get their heart healed back up and go back. Other folks, they still hurting and wounded. And they looking at you all crazy all the time. Like, blah, 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 blah. what's wrong with you? You know what's wrong with them. They have a darkened heart. They can't see. They full of themselves. And sometimes they're angry. They're full of a lot of different things. And the Lord is helping all of us work some stuff out of us. Amen. And the thing is, we shouldn't keep acting like that. If we have an episode here and there, we shouldn't keep acting like that. It's time for us to change. Because if not, I don't want to be around you. I'm not going to put up with your mess. I ain't got to. I have too much peace to be letting you disturb my peace, to let you disturb my joy. Uh-uh, you got issues. That's why fasting and praying will help Christians to really kill the flesh so the power of God can work through us. Sometimes we try to do God's work and it's so hard. That's why we have such a hard time with something. You got to let God do it. You trying to do be the Holy Ghost Junior. Uh, get out the way. Tell your neighbor, just get out of the way. Get out of the way. Let the Lord handle this. You quit trying to handle it and keep your joy and keep walking in goodness and kindness, letting the fruits of the spirit continue to be developed in you through every situation you dealing with. I'm dealing with, we're dealing with. Amen. Don't let your heart get hardened because folks just keep doing something. Get out of the way. Stop it. Let God do it. Amen. That, however, is not the way of life. You learn when you hear about Christ Jesus. And we're taught in him to put on what? The new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Don't let no unwholesome talk come out of my mouth. And when most of the time when something like the unwholesome come out of my mouth or your mouth, first thing we do is what? Oops. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Lord, please forgive me. Amen. That's how you keep your heart soft is when you say something or you do something, you repent. Quick, 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 quick. And don't be going around with no attitude trying to. Uh, show somebody something and that you mad so you can get your way and control them. Devil is a lie. Amen. That's not how life is lived. That's not how relationships is lived. Amen. Been there, did that, won't do it again. Many years eh? ago. <laughs> so we must have, we must not let unwholesome talk come out of our mouths because, hey, we too close to the situation. It's time to back up and let the Lord have that situation. Amen. It says, but only what is helpful for building up according to their needs. We should be building one another up with our words, not tearing each other down. Amen. 
And if you got a trust issue, and I ain't going to be in there. Nah, uh-uh. Nah, and then you get to saying stuff because you don't trust nobody, but you want to be around people, but you don't trust nobody, so you just keep going back and forth, and the devil all in that mess. You can't let that devil do that. You better recognize what's going on. It's time for us to love God and trust those who are truly holy. I'll tell you to trust everybody, but you need to trust folks so you can see some fruit in their life. Because that's your evidence. And if you can't trust people that you see evidence in their life, you got a trust issue problem. And guess what? You can get healed from that. Right now. Amen? Hallelujah. And so, therefore, um, it says um, that it may benefit those who listen. The words you say should benefit the people who listen. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness. Listen to this. Bitterness. When you talk to people, do you talk to them mean? What's inside your heart? Tell your neighbor what's inside your heart. Okay, let's go through this list. And when the Holy Ghost say, okay, this, 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 then repent. Get it out. And the next time you get to talking to somebody and you find yourself, stop it right in the middle of that and say, please forgive me, Lord. And baby, will you please forgive me too, honey? Okay, let's do this thing over. I'm going to say it the right way. Amen. Get rid of all what? Bitterness. Rage. You always raging. You always angry. Brawling. Ah, something always wrong. Well, they always doing something, but you ain't nothing ever wrong with you. Something wrong with that. Amen. We need to work on, we got to work together. Tell your neighbor, we got to work together. Along with every form of malice. Sometimes folks got all kind of malice stuff in their heart from a long time ago. And they taking it out on you. Amen. And then they can't trust you because they couldn't trust them. And they think everybody just like them. Ooh-wee. Be kind. Tell your neighbor, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as in Christ. God forgave you. Amen. Because the Lord said, if you don't forgive, I ain't going to forgive. And if you stay in that place where you can't trust nobody, then, you know, like I said, I'm not telling you to trust everybody. But there are people that you need to be trusting that you ain't trusting because somebody messed it up and you're still carrying this offense like somebody going to do something to you everywhere you go and everything you do. Devil is a lie. I bind that spirit. I loose it from you. And I speak in the name. I blood block it so you can't go back and get it. But I lose the, the loving kindness of God's love in your heart to go through your heart and go through your mind and bring healing from all of that bitterness and rage and anger and brawling and slander, malice, all the things from re old relationships in Jesus' name. And we lose the compassion and the love of God to flow through your heart, flow through your mind. Give you new vision, give you new hearing, new perception that you can love and you can trust. But the Holy Ghost will tell you who to love the way you need to love them and love them properly and who to trust. Amen. How much to trust them. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. The next paragraph says, draw your words out of your new identity. Draw your words out of your a new identity. Don't talk and cuss and fuss like you used to out of your old uh, identity. Stuff, how you used to talk. How you used to handle stuff. How you used to handle situations. And some of you got people around. Y'all just looking in the spirit right now. Some of you got some people around you. You need to cut them off. Because they just keep you going like that. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. That right there will agitate your spirit. And not only just agitate your spirit, but then it will get you off wrong course with God. That's why God said get out of the way. 
and let him handle it and you quit trying to handle things. Notice, according to those verse, one of the primary ways the fruit of the of the fruit of kindness manifests is in how you talk to people. What kind of fruit do you have in you? What kind of fruit do I have in me? And one thing I do know, sometimes we all make it a little human and say some things we shouldn't, but it shouldn't be all the time. It shouldn't be all the time. And the thing is, if you get wrong, don't be saying, well, I'm Pastor Sherry, so I shouldn't have to. Yes, you should, Pastor Sherry. You need to repent. If it's me, I need to repent. If it's you, you need to repent. But we need to learn how to talk to one another. How will you ever build a relationship? Because I, 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 you know, I ain't going to deal with you if you're going to be, I can't stand folks fussing and hollering at me. And guess what? I ain't going to deal with it. I don't think you will either. We must learn to build uh, godly relationships of love and joy and peace and trust. But if you have a whole lot of stuff on the inside, you got to get that cleaned out first or you won't be able to do it. That's why Jesus comes in to save. We just got through talking about the old man and, and, and let the new man come in. We got to let the old man, all that rage and slander and anger and malice and all that stuff. Get on your knees sometime and just cry to say, God save me. Jesus, save me, cleanse me. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Don't be so prideful. Don't be so prideful. Get that stuff out of you. Amen. And say, I'm ready to live holy. I want the fruits of the spirit to work in me. Love and joy and peace and kindness. Goodness. We talk about goodness and kindness and letting your light shine tonight. Amen. What kind of light are you shining before men? What would your children say before you? What would your husband say? What would your wife say? What would your brother or sister say about you? What would your cousin say about you? Can they really see your light? Or do you cover it up? Most of the time with the words you don't need to be using. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. It says being kind in your communication with others express to them the goodness of God that's inside of you. Speaking sharp, unidentified words hinders the expression of that goodness because they're not reflective of your new self. You don't look like God when you talk. don't talk like God. You look like God. I look like God when we talk like God. Amen. It says this is something most of us need to be reminded of often. So we don't slip into bad habits. We don't want to do that. We don't want to slip into bad habits. And that's why I tell people live a fasted life. Amen. And sometimes you may have to fast a little bit more because what it does is shut your flesh down. You know, when you are hungry, you don't want to talk and Tell folks off because you ain't got no strength for that. Amen. And so that's why, hey, man, we want Jesus to be glorified as the song we sing Sunday. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified in my life, Lord. Be glorified. Be glorified in the heavens. Be glorified in this earth. Be glorified in my temple, Jesus, Jesus, be thou glorified. Everything we do, we should glorify him. How we talk, how we walk, the things we do, the decisions we make. Ask the Holy Spirit. We have so much confusion and things going on in our life because we try to run our life instead of allowing the Holy Ghost to do that. Amen. It says we can let the unkindness of this world seep into our speech and make us abrasive with people. You want to be always rough with them. Well, hurry up. Well, what's taking you so long? 
Well, if you hadn't did that, then it wouldn't happen. You want somebody talking to you like that? Don't be talking to me like that, even if I'm wrong. Say, baby, let's pray. Let's help you. Do you want help? And if folks say no, they don't want no help, leave them alone. Some folk have told me, no, I don't want your help. <laughs> Guess what? I refuse to get offended. I pray for them because I know they're really in bad shape. They don't want no prayer. They don't want no help. Amen. Just back off. Say, okay. I'm going to pray for you anyway, but it won't be now because I know you don't want me to pray for you right now. Amen. And sometimes just don't say nothing. Just back off the situation. Amen. And, um, and so we have to be focused. It, it says, or we can get into the flesh and sometimes even get so focused on what we're doing in the natural that we might not intend to be unkind, but we advertently come across very harsh. As believers, that's not what we want to do. We want to speak gently. So yield to the kindness that's in our hearts when we're interacting with others. We want to yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right when you're in the middle of a fight, whitening them. I, I, I can't think of what it was uh, Pastor and I was doing. And I was trying to prove my point, and he was proving his. <laughs> and uh, he won. And you know what? I wasn't going to sit up there and say, well, <clears throat> well, I ain't apologizing. I just said, babe, <laughs> you right. Amen. And I was wrong. I don't even know what it is. I don't try to keep that crazy junk in my head. I ain't got time for that. You have more important things. We got to fulfill the purpose of God. We ain't got time for no stupid stuff. Amen. We want to say things in a way that builds people up and encourage them. Amen. And sometimes I just walk around the house and I say, babe, I love you so much. He said, what, what, what I do? I said, wooey, if you only know, from the past life to now, I'm happy. Going on 28 years, I am so happy. You learn not to argue. You learn I don't have to have the last word. Why? Because Jesus is Lord of our marriage. Jesus is Lord in our house. Amen. Then you pray about it. Amen. The Lord fix it. And then you can enjoy loving each other instead of, I can't stand him now. Bye, boo. I ain't standing here. You know what I'm saying? And so the thing is, is God wants us to allow, and this is why we talk about walking in the fruits of the spirit, because we all need some. Ooh, we releasing the natural power of God in our lives, letting our life shine everywhere we go. It says no one enjoys being around someone with a sharp tongue. Everyone enjoys being, being spoken to with courtesy, gentleness, compassion. So if we'll just hook up our tongue to our new nature, amen, when we say we save, I have to yield. I cannot walk in pride and say, mm. you know, I know when you first start, you know, you be trying to bite your tongue and everything, not to say the right, wrong thing. But as you begin to grow and fast and pray, you just learn, just shut up. Amen. And let God be God. And listen to him so that he can show you what steps to take to be successful and to build a long-lasting relationship. Um, it says, um, it will do wonders for our social lives. People will be drawn to us. They'll want to hear what we have to say because they're hungry for the fruit of kindness they experience when they're with us. And that's why I try every day. I don't try. I do it. Amen. I see who can I say a kind word? Who can I give a hug? Who can I do something nice for? Amen. I, there was an older lady. She was trying to do something. I said, can I help you, ma'am? She said, can you get that for me? Yes. Amen. Look for you. Look for to be kind. You look to be nice. You look to say something good. Amen. 
You look to change and let the Holy Ghost change the situation. And we don't be the Holy Ghost Jr. But Gloria, someone might say, I'm just not soft-spoken. I'm just not a soft-spoken type. I always been um, <laughs> um, brute, brutes uh, and edgy. One uh, person that's kind of, you know, real rough and edgy. I guess it was the way I grew up. My dad was sharp-tongued, and I'm just like him. Please don't be like him if that's the way your daddy was. <laughs> You're right. You're just like your dad, just not the way you think. You're like your heavenly father, God, spiritually. This is who you want to be like. You want to be like your, your heavenly father. Amen. He's nice. He's kind. He is goodness. He's mercy. He is patience with people. Amen. And we got to do the same thing. Amen. Thank you. It says, in your flesh, you may still have some of the unkind ways of, uncom of communicating you learn from your earthly father. But you're not in bondage to those ways anymore. They are part of your old self. When your flesh tries to defraud to those old ways of being... Um, uh, I'll say harsh and have rough habits. Refuse to give in to it. Put on your new self. Let your new nature of love and of your of love on the inside of you show up on the outside and walk in it. You got to learn to yield to God. Amen. Yield to God. Sometimes stop right there and pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And the thing is, sometimes, you know, our, all of our families has gotten to the point sometime where we too hot to talk. <laughs> no, don't want to talk, don't want to pray, don't want none of that. And so you go pray. Amen. And then remove yourself from the situation so God can be God. It says, speak to, it says, speak your faith. It says, no, I'm not yielding to harshness, harshness. I'll not talk that way anymore. I'll draw my words out of my new identity. Amen. Can you find some good words to say about somebody or to someone when you know they're hurting or they're going through something? Amen. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. He'll give you some good, kind words to say to them. It says, my new identity is good and gentle and kind. I open my mouth with wisdom. And in my tongue is the law of kindness. Proverbs 31 and 26. Amen. It says, then act on the faith confession. Follow examples of Jesus in your communication. Talk to people like he and your heavenly father. Okay. Would. Amen. God wants us to talk to one another like our heavenly father. And like I said, honey, if you start it and you start it and you start it off wrong, back up and say, please forgive me. Let me start this over. This wasn't right. I didn't start right, but I'm going to end right. Amen. Uh, it says, do what Ephesians 5 and 1 tells us to do. Be an imitator of God. Therefore, as dearly beloved children, um, NIV, um, Thank you, Jesus. I remember when your grandson, Max, was a little boy. He liked to imitate Ken. That's his granddad. He'd watch the movie Covenant Riders, where Ken played the part of a cowboy. I like cowboys. Pastor like cowboys, too. <laughs> and then he'd do what he saw Ken do in the movies. He'd carry around his toy gun and knife and wear his cowboy boots he'd follow covenant writers example every way he could he wanted to be just like papa papa that's what that's what we're uh to do where god where god is concerned amen everything we see god do this is why we read our bible so that we can imitate him 
so we can act like him, sound like him, live like him, you know, think like him, treat people like him. Here Jesus was, they beat him, they whooped him. Oh, my God, they spit in his face. Oh, my Lord, you know it take a whole bunch of God for folks to be spitting in your face. Amen. And when we say we want to be like God, then when you have some, you come up, get up against people with harsh attitudes, then be like God. Love them anyway. Amen. We're to put away the old habits and patterns we had before we were born again. Patterns of selfishness, hardness, and towards other people. And replace them with what? New patterns that are like our heavenly father's. We're to imitate him and he, that he is kind. Amen. He is kind. If you're at work, what are people saying about you? In your family, what are people saying about you? Are you kind or are you abrasive? Amen. It says, sadly, sadly, many people, Christians included, don't realize how kind God actually is. They think of him as being a harsh, quick to judge and criticize. They think if they do something that he doesn't like, he'll just cut them off at the knees, you know, so to speak. The Bible, however, contradicts such ideals, it says. Jeremiah 9 and 24 says, I am the Lord who exercises kindness. Do you exercise kindness? God wants us to exercise kindness. Amen. It says, oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people, for his merciful kindness is great towards us. Do we practice that merciful kindness? Like when we know somebody don't deserve no mercy, we're going to give them some. We're going to give them some love. Amen. And then we're going to get out of the way so God can work. With everlasting kindness, will I have mercy on thee with everlasting kindness? Everlasting. You got some everlasting kindness. Who all got everlasting kindness in them? We all do. Why? Because God in us. We have some everlasting kindness. Amen. With everlasting kindness, will I have mercy on thee, says the Lord, our Redeemer. And he has had mercy on all of us because all of us done blew it way too many times. Amen. If it wasn't for him, we all be hit and gone to hell. Thank you, Jesus. And this is why we have to have love and mercy on other people. Amen. The most high is kind. Amen. And um, is kind to the unthankful. He kind to the unthankful. I did this and I did it. Quit reminding folks what you done did because <laughs> what did Jesus do for you? Mm. So quit reminding other folks what you did for them when God done done so much for all of us. Amen. The last one I'm going to say from Ephesians 2 and 7, it says he designs the plan of redemption. So that in the state, in the age to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. He wants to show his exceeding riches in us. Do you know it's rich to love? It's rich to be merciful. It's rich to be kind. It's rich to have goodness. God wants to show it in the earth through us. Amen. And in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Come on and give the Lord a hand. He is so merciful and kind. With all of us, if it wasn't, like I said, none of us would be here. And Father, those of you who may have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, I want you just to close your eyes and lift your hands. And maybe you have accepted Christ, but maybe you just need to get back in, in right standing with him. Amen. Don't let the devil make you feel embarrassed. Hey, every time I blow it, I'm going to ask the Lord to forgive me because I ain't going to hell. <laughs> amen. Please repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I asked you to forgive me for all my sins and blot out all my transgressions. Lord, help me. And I thank you. I receive your healing because I know you've healed me already. But help me to walk in the healing from anger, from malice, unforgiveness, 
offenses, and anything else that people have done. And I said, I'll never forgive them for that. Lord, I forgive them. Because you forgave me and you said, if I, if I don't forgive, you're not going to forgive me. So I choose to forgive them right now, Lord. And I forgive myself too. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that the blood of Jesus, we release the Koro Bahasata. We release the power of the blood of Jesus to do a cleansing work on each and every one of our hearts, each and every one of our minds, each and every one of our bodies, each and every one of our relationships, each and every one of our situations. And we give you glory and honor and praise. And we declare victory, victory, victory. Even in my brothers and sisters in Facebook, in Jesus' name. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Everybody agree. Please say amen. Come on, give God a hand. I thank you. Wasn't that an awesome teaching from the Word of God? Join us every Sunday morning in the sanctuary at 2518 Delaware Avenue, Flint, Michigan. 48506. Sunday school is at 10 a.m. Sunday morning worship service at 11.30 a.m. Wednesday prayer is at 6 to 7 p.m. and Wednesday Bible study at 7 to 8 p.m. all Eastern Standard Time. You can visit us on Facebook under Royal Priesthood Ministries. You can watch us on Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, Facebook, YouTube, and Cross TV under the Five-Fold Network. You can also listen to us on iTunes and Google Play Podcasts under the Five-Fold Network. You can also call us at 810-424-1503. To give a donation, you can cash app us at $7HWB. God bless you, and we will see you next time.